Welcome back to the Brown and Purple Podcast. I'm Cole. And I'm Matt. And we are going to be talking to you a little bit about the AFC North today. I'm, of course, a resident Browns fan and Matt, a Ravens fan. Um, We're going to talk a little bit about the Bengals and Steelers draft, uh, which we didn't get into last time, but we're just going to kind of go through that a little bit as best as we can from the outside perspective. Um, And then after that, we're going to talk a little bit about the outlook for next season and then the coming couple of seasons, talk about how our teams stack up. Yeah, so with with this draft uh, overview, it's going to be a less um, in-depth perspective. Neither of us really care so much about uh, the bang or the Bengals or the Steelers, um, like fourth to seventh round draft picks. Those are a little harder to project. So it is. I mean, you're talking about kids from from like in the in the Steelers case, like kids from Louisiana, uh, guards from Louisiana. I can promise you, we, there are not many people who have watched snaps on Louisiana's guard no. play, um, unless you know they're Steelers fans after the fact. So, uh, but we'll do our best as as you know competitors go what this is going to be is basically from a ravens or browns fans perspective if we were frustrated that either the Bengals or the steelers got players that we liked um knew about uh pretty much just a quick uh analysis over whether or not we like their draft or didn't like their draft so with that do you want to start with the Bengals, cole yeah i'll go ahead and start off with the Bengals. i mean the Bengals obviously they had the first pick they picked at the top of the round every single round um, I think that that's the Bengals are the only team who has ever done that, I believe. And they've done it now three times. No other team, at least in the, in the last several, several, several years, um, has picked at the top of each round. They so they didn't trade out or trade up is yeah. what you're trying they to just say. Kept they just kept it stay. as it was, stayed at the top of each round. Um, and they got a lot of good players. Uh, I really like this draft class as a whole. Joe Burrow, uh, we'll get into him a little bit more in depth here in a second, but you know, he's a franchise quarterback. And then they pulled away with, I think, a long stay at receiver. And honestly, for me, the third and fourth best linebackers in this class. So I think you got to be got to be happy with that. I'll let you introduce the, the Steelers, and then we'll go a little bit more in depth about each class. Yeah, so the Steelers didn't have a first-round draft pick, and they finished the class with only six picks overall. Um, so – there are going to be Steelers fans um, that are going to be like, you should include Minka Fitzpatrick in the, this draft class, this draft grade. Um, I don't agree with that. I just think, yeah, I don't know. You can use a lot of draft capital in a bunch of different ways and lots of teams have. So like, for example, if you want to say the bills, you should include a first round pick for Stefan Diggs, like that type of thing. I'm not going to get into it. It just overcomplicates this process, but um they were able to keep their second, third, two-fourths, a sixth, and a seventh. So it's a little all over the place. But they they have some players with a, a good bit of upside, but I'm not so sure how I feel about this class overall. I don't know if you feel the same way. Yeah, I mean, the Steelers don't have a whole ton, ton of holes uh, on their roster. But at the same time, you got to start building up so that way you don't need to completely tear it down once Ben is done, once they're done chasing. And it, it doesn't feel like these picks added to their window right now. And it doesn't really feel like they are reigniting a future. Um, uh, so I was a little confused by this, this draft class. Do you, are you of the opinion that they shouldn't have traded 
their pick in a year where it was supposed to be quarterback, uh, a pretty good quarterback class, uh, the first round? Mm, no. I, I think that trading for Minka, if their evaluation of Minka was, hey, we might be able to win uh, right now, either this year, next year, or the year after with Minka, I think that you can justify that. I, I'm definitely of the camp that you you ride a quarterback till it's it's done, and then you just go to being one of the worst teams and grab a, a high pick. I don't really this whole middling thing it is not appealing to me. So I can understand why they would say we're going all in right now, all chips on the table. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. We tear it down in a few years. So uh, over under fifty percent odds that Ben stays healthy throughout next year. I'm under on that. All sixteen games or all seventeen games. Uh, it's only 16 next year. It starts to become only 17 the year, year after. Okay. So all 16 games. I don't know. I, I think he'll be healthy. I don't think he'll make all 16 games. Um, but I don't think he's going to, you know, be out for an extended period, I guess I should say. So do you think they should continue on with their um, their experiment with, like, developing Mason Rudolph? Because that was another thing I noticed is, like, there were so many quarterbacks that were only okay, but they were dropping into pretty late rounds. So you could have spent like a fifth, uh, fifth round pick on, you know, the guy out of Georgia. Can't remember his name. Um, I actually really like Mason Rudolph for the Steelers um, because he can lead them to a high draft pick. Do you like him uh, as much as Miles um, Garrett does? <laughs> uh, yes, actually. I think I do. Um, anyways, let's let's jump back into the Bengals. We'll go a little bit more in depth about <laughs> their first couple of picks, and then we'll go back into the the overview. It's hard for us not to talk about the outlook of the Steelers. Yeah, the outlook, the Steelers. I just feel like they should be in more of a future um, look for me because you know their defense is so good, um, was so good yeah. last year, but they have a chance to win. I I think, I mean, I am of the opinion that they should have put all the chips on the table instead of looking for the future, but I don't think these picks are that. Um, no. But anyways, let's, let's jump into the Bengals really quick. You got cool. any beautiful words to say about the No, um, Burrow had a hell of a season last year. Um, you know, people like, like to see more consistent production. They don't like to just see one year of ungodly production because it's harder to project if that's the fluke or if that's going to be what he is now. And with – with him, he's a little old. I think he's going to be 24 coming into next year. Not ideal for a franchise quarterback. You want to keep around for like 10, 15 years. But, you know, if, if he's as polished as he looked, uh, I don't see any sort of problem. He's going to be the day one starter. The Bengals traded away Andy Dalton a couple days ago. Uh, uh, they caught him, right? Oh, sorry. Did I say trade away? Yeah. yeah. Trade they away cut him. nothing. Same thing. Yeah. yeah. They cut him for nothing. Um, so I guess they wanted him to start right away. Otherwise, they're going to get um, Ryan Finley to start. And considering the Ravens played him, um, one of the only games he started last year, uh, <laughs> I'd be fine with that from an AFC North uh, competitor perspective. <laughs> so, yeah, jo Joe's the guy. I mean, he's, he's a slam dunk of a pick. I mean, you talk about one-year kind of – projects and or one-year production kind of guys and you're like well maybe they're not as great as we thought they were you saw that with Haskins a little bit um but 
when you watched Haskins, if you watched his year, there were still lulls in his play. He looked good most of it, but there were still some you could tell that it wasn't quite ready yet. And he wasn't I mean. sending the ball down the field as much as you would like a quarterback yeah. to do. A lot of Urban Meyer's offense is screen dependent, um, wide receiver screens. And when you have a player like Paris Campbell tied up next to you who you just give him the ball in open space and watch him go, he'll start padding your stats with um, yards that you really didn't have much to do with. Right. I still like Haskins as a prospect overall, and I'm glad that the Redskins didn't dump him like a Kyler uh, Kyler Murray situation, um, just draft Tua instead. But with with Burrow, it wasn't the same case. He, you can say he threw to the middle a lot with Justin Jefferson. I don't care about that. The middle is still part of the football field, and as long as he made a completion, then who cares? Um, right. But he was sending the ball down uh, down the field. You can also knock him because he had a lot of talent in college. Well, if you're a smart football team, you'll surround him with talent, so that's not an issue either. Yeah. And, and then that leads me into the next pick. They got T. Higgins, who reminds me a lot like A.J. Green. And it's going to upset me because they, they are getting past the prime years of A.J. Green, especially with his injury history recently. Um, so if they just move from AJ Green to another AJ Green, I, I'm just tired of an AJ Green like receiver bullying Ravens DBs. Yeah, they they seem to really have a knack for for receivers. I mean AJ AJ Green was apparently T Higgins, you know, kind of role model. He really liked AJ's game and had tweeted out so um, before he, you know, was selected. And I think that's pretty cool for, for him to go learn from a guy who we consider as a legend. Um, but I'm, I'm not super happy about the fact that they got a first-round talent receiver right there at the top of the second. I was kind of hoping he would slip to the Browns and just have, like, a little luxury pick. But, you know, well, speaking and, of, Yeah, go ahead. And we, I guess we should just compare him to the, the receiver that the Steelers got. I just – because they're both second-round wide receivers. I just yeah. – I was more jealous because the Ravens also needed a wide receiver. So I was always like checking out, check, uh, crossing off the receivers that went off the board. I was like, that's no longer an option. Uh, I really cared that T Higgins was off the board. I did not care that Chase Claypool was off the board. Yeah. Chase Claypool is a bit of a, I guess you could call him a project. He, he could be good, but a lot of it just feels like it's trait stuff. Um, you, you compared him to Miles Boykin from last year. And I think that's, that's pretty accurate. Um, incredible speed, like a 4-4 uh, from a really big dude who Six might even end up four. playing tight end. Um, but the thing that concerns me is I don't know how the Steelers are going to deploy him considering they already have Juju occupying that big slot role. Um, I don't think that they want a, like a split tight end kind of hybrid thing. I don't, it just doesn't feel very Steelers to me. Um, but I mean, if they can find a way to make it work, I think he, he could develop into being, he's got number one wide receiver traits. Yeah. Height, weight, speed prospect. Um, my issue with him is that he, if you look at what he was doing on the highlights, um, so his highlights were some of the most boring highlights I've ever watched for a wide receiver. It's just guys (laughs) catching like 10 yard, like hitches. It's like, yes, you need guys like that, but it doesn't wow you. And for a guy who ran a 4-4-2, it really doesn't look like it. Um, 
you know, you, you can say that Notre Dame plays good, good, not great competition on a, a yearly basis. He just didn't look like he was much faster than all these DBs. Um, so separation might be an issue. I know you're all separation is key. Yeah, separation is king, man. Um, so I don't know, man. I just I was not I did not concern myself with Chase Claypool going off the board. I feel sim- similarly to Chase Claypool as I do Donovan Peoples Jones, and Donovan Peoples Jones went to the Browns in the sixth. I don't think I I think Claypool is a better player, but they're similar projects. Would you? Um, um, let me ask you a question. If this was any other year of draft class for a wide receiver, do you think he would have been a first? Because I really don't. And that's like the first wide receiver you can talk about in this class. Yeah, I win. don't. I, I don't think he would be a first. I think he would be a second-round pick still. But I just don't think he'd be – he's not first-round talent. Like, T. Higgins is, could be wide receiver one in a draft yeah. class. Uh, that's not what you can say about Chase Claypool. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so um, you were saying something before I went off on Chase Claypool. Do you remember oh, what it yeah. was? I wanted to jump back um, just one second back to Joe Burrow and in honor of our uh, Bengals fan friend, Zach, I just wanted to say the way that they sent off, you know, Andy Dalton was terrible. It was, I was going to say it was classy actually. Oh, well, I mean, they benched him on his birthday last year. So yeah, that was, that was not great. The, the lead up to it, the fact that everyone knew they were going to draft Burrow. I mean, you could say it's a little disrespectful, but I'm just happy that they had the dignity to say, no, we're not going to, you know, trap you on this roster and say, you are now part of this guy's future. Um, We just want to say thank you for what you've done for us and we'll cut you. We'll let you go where you please. And I think that that's some dignity that they showed there. And I know that a lot of Bengals fans do really appreciate Andy Dalton, everything he brought to that franchise for so long. All of his playoff victories. Uh, <laughs> every but, single mean, one. Even, even without the, the playoff victories, you got to say, like, talk about good quarterbacks for a franchise. I mean, I, I don't know if it was Warner before, um, before him. I can't remember the last Bengals quarterbacks, but I know that they've not uh, been starred for good quarterback play. God, so, what's his name? Um, the guy that went off the Cardinals in one games, but then threw seven interceptions in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, wasn't that Kurt Warner? No, that's not Kurt Warner. That was that he was from the Rams to the Cardinals. Oh uh, God, no. Carson Palmer. Uh, we're showing our age here a little bit. We're Carson we're Palmer. Some, some Carson Palmer. Yeah, it's the same guy as Kurt Warner to me. <laughs> um, same dude. <laughs> All white people look the same to you, Cole. Yeah, <laughs> uh, these two. No, they don't look the same. They just are the same person. That's that's exactly what it is. All right. Anyways, let's let's jump into to round um, three, three, three and four here. We'll just kind of lump them together at this All point. All right. Who do you want to go the, with? Two linebackers. Bengals, yeah, I really like these two linebackers. Logan Wilson, besides Patrick Queen and Kenneth Murray, um, best Mike linebacker in the class. Really like this guy. Um, definitely fast, quick to the ball. Definitely sure tackler. I think he had, what, 400-some tackles? Something absolutely ludicrous for his career. Um, but he's, he's good in coverage. Yeah, he I think is. he's the most natural coverage player outside of Queen in this class. I watched um, a bunch of highlights for him, and every other highlight was him getting an interception. And you can say it was only because it was Wyoming, right? He's playing in Wyoming. So he has a bit of a gap. Um, between talent of the NFL and talent in the 
the conference he played in. But, you know, if, if the way he plays the game, he seems to have instincts of where the ball is going to go. And that's more important than um, pure athleticism. He's not right. the fastest guy in the world. He has a 4-6-3-40. And he's not the biggest either. He's only 6-2. So. If, you, if you told me this guy was an Iowa defensive back, uh, I would believe you with the way that he plays instinctually in coverage. Like he just, he's got great awareness. He seems like a, a smart guy. He seems like a high floor type of dude. I'm excited for them. He's the guy who I wanted the Browns to get. Um, in the third, he was, he was the guy who I wanted most for them. Um, and Davis Gaither is actually a guy who I wanted them to take at the end of the third, and they actually could have. Um, they're really similar prospects, and both small school guys, both relatively small, pretty quick. Um, they're both coverage dudes. Not Obviously not the best production there, um, but he plays fast, like a little lightning wrecking ball, just accumulated tackles and natural coverage chops these two guys are not people i'm excited to be yeah in the afc north i can akeem, tell you that much akeem davis gaither um was a in the backfield type of linebacker he had 14 and a half tackles for loss five sacks last year so yeah he's playing at appalachian state i can say the same thing i did for logan wilson but um you know he seemed to know what to do to get through the line and yep. if he if he can cover, that's fine. I'm not concerned about him uh, as much. Maybe this is the anti Lamar draft, uh, considering <laughs> they have a bunch of athletic linebackers. Yeah, but. it could be. The concern about Akeem, I think, were some medical red flags. I think he would have gone earlier than this. Um, otherwise, just because this kind of skill set is is valuable. I'm sure they were really torn between Logan Wilson and Akeem. And then come both. their fourth pick, they're just like, oh, well, wait a minute. He's still here? I guess we've got to take him. Yeah, this so, was, uh, this was their second of three linebackers they drafted. So even if I they – I actually really like Marcus Bailey, too, a linebacker from Purdue. Another guy could be a decent coverage backer. I could kind of develop into that. I mean, he's slower than the other two, not as athletic. but He's coming off an injury. Yeah, that's that's a good point. He's seventh rounder though, so I don't I don't know what they're really looking for in yeah. teams production. What I, I watched like, what I've watched of Marcus Bailey, he just seemed really slow. Um yeah. maybe you just need a guy like that who's a, a like a hole stuffer who's getting away. Yeah. But um <laughs> I'm not gonna pick apart a seventh round draft pick. Who cares? Yeah. Um right. so so let's run getting, over the Steelers. Yeah, I'll let you Alex Highsmith, because I know you, you were interested in him for your team. Yeah, um, Alex Highsmith reminds me of a player like Matt Judon, like lots of production, but not at a good school. Um, but the thing about him is he's more of an athlete. I actually wanted the Ravens to look at him, but round three is a bit rich for me. Um, another, The only other thing I had to say about him is if you look at his face, he reminds me a lot of Jordan Peele from Key and Peele. So look that up. Tell me what you there think you about go. that. That's a little fun fact right there. I don't know. Alex Highsmith was a lot in like a lot of different mock draft circles. He was a six round darling that kind of got bumped up into the fifth in the later rounds or later kind of swing of things as things got closer to the real draft uh, because people all wanted to steal him before the guy got him in the sixth round. So fifth rounder is kind of where people were thinking this guy's going to go. Uh, getting him in the third makes you feel like, oh, I, 
I like that guy, but that's not quite what I had imagined. But at the same time, you still like the guy. You still think he can play. Uh, so I, I think that that's another player that sitting behind the defense that they have over there could let them kind of retool, reload um, once they lose one of their guys. I mean, maybe you want to look at him as like a, a Bud Dupree replacement. I don't know if I'd go that far. I don't know if he's going to be as good as Bud Dupree, despite the fact that Steelers fans are, you know, in love with Bud Dupree. But maybe he'll be better. You know, you never know. I don't know. So you want to talk about Anthony McFarland next? Okay, yes. But let's let's talk about Anthony McFarland without talking about the Ohio State game. Yeah, so that's the only thing I know about him. Is <laughs> That seems to be the only thing anyone knows about the game. He looks like fast. a – he looked like a first-round player when he played us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's a little bit of lightning to the rest of the kind of plotting backs that they have over there. Um, just something new to add to that offense. He's, he fills a role that they didn't really have, so I, I can give them a pass on this one. I don't think I liked him as much. No, I don't, uh, I don't like him much at all. But um, he, he fills a role that they didn't have. He's one of the only people who I think is actually going to contribute from this he, class. He has a pretty sizable injury history. And I also said, uh, saw something online. This is a Ravens fan looking for every sort of uh, thing, bad thing I could say about a Steelers player. Um, he said he, he had uh, character concerns. I heard a scout called him undraftable, like one of the worst interviews he ever had. So Ooh. if he can get like an Antonio Brown type of cancer in that locker room again, um, I just Maybe that's that. the key that they need. Maybe that's what they need. They had Le'Veon and AB. Maybe they need some. some yeah, they just need. They need somebody that like stirs things up in the locker room so they can get to the AFC Championship and lose to the Patriots. That's just <laughs> that's, that's exactly what they need. I guess the hey. Patriots are no longer going to be the team, but maybe it'll be the Chiefs. Maybe it'll be the Ravens. I don't know. I really want to say we're being harsh on the Steelers. Oh, absolutely. We're, we're, <laughs> that's that's not necessarily the goal uh but this is really just not that impressive of a class and i think that they've heard it from everybody um all the different you know draft review things and they're probably writing up angry you know hate mail comments saying well you got to wait till year three that's true we don't know what chase claypool is going to by year by year three ben roethlisberger should be out of the nfl so your team is going to be a whole um but that's good I, again, we're getting into the next little bit, so let's let's wrap it up. Oh wait a minute, we don't really want to talk about. Uh, do you have before. opinions about Khalid uh, Khalid Kareem? He's a decent enough, you know, pass rusher. Maybe he could develop. He doesn't have. I think I think you had at note that he's a splashy player. Um, yeah, I think that's fair. He's one of those guys. It's like you don't know what he's going to be. But he's shown he can compete at an NFL level, so we'll take a swing on him. You just watch his highlights, and his highlights are super impressive. And then you look yeah. at his stat line, you're like, four and a half sacks as a junior and five and a half as a senior. What happened? Because the plays, he, he looks good. He looks real good, and then he just doesn't look good that often, I guess, if he doesn't have that much sacks. Yeah, but that's the kind of guy you want in the fifth round. I, I think yeah. that's a good pick, but I don't think that you should expect it to be anything, really because it's a fifth-round pick. But I, I think it's still a good pick. I just don't know what it's going to look like. Oh, um, it's, uh, the only other thing I have to say, uh, the, uh, I'll, I guess I'll let you finish. Um, 
before I get into this, sorry, I interrupted no, no, you. Go ahead. I'm I'm done talking about that. And then the Bengals class as a whole. I don't really know anything about the offensive linemen from no um, Kansas, and and I already this, talked a little bit about Marcus Bailey. Hakeem Adinji, weird name. That's that's my only opinion. Um, second of all, <laughs> the Steelers. What are you trying to play to the Steelers? You're taking two Maryland players in your draft class. Get out of our state. That's all I have to say. <laughs> It's like when you see the OSU or the Ohio kids going to Michigan State, you know. It's like no, stars. it's not like that because um, you watch enough Ohio State football and see the games they play against Maryland. You're like, Steelers can have all of the Maryland players they want, <laughs> every single one. Just be a Steeler. Dude, they they played us to like what one point with that crazy game from like well, than the year after we annihilated them, and the year before we annihilated them. So you know they had that one year. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a weird thing. And then um, the safety Brooks is, you know, he's. I don't know. I don't know what's really going on there with him. I, I feel like they don't need to add anyone to that safety room. So, I, I'm sure he's not a safety player. They're drafting him as special teams. I'm not going to watch a highlight of a six-round safety, but I did read the draft right up from, I think, Lance Zerline, uh, Zerline if you go like the NFL.com draft profiles. And yes. they're like, he's five, he's under six foot, and he ran a plus four six forty, And they said he couldn't cover well. So what position is he going to play? Because didn't they draft um, the second uh, – Edmonds. Yeah, second Edmonds brother early yeah. to be that toolsy, positionless, more of an athlete Strong than a player. Safety. Yeah. So what's this guy? Maybe they just really like those kind of guys. Maybe that's what they intend to do. Maybe they just want to have more athletes on the field. Well, taking a player like this or play, player like that in the sixth round is definitely better than taking it in the first. Yes, I would agree with that. <laughs> He's obviously not of the caliber. He's a special teamer. Right? That's what he is. Yeah. Um, maybe they develop him into something. I don't see how he doesn't have the athletic profile for it. Carlos Davis is just – he's a thumper. He's a seventh-round defensive lineman thumper. He was nothing special at Nebraska and will continue to be nothing special, but that's not what you want. You just want someone who can go out there and play a certain role, and I think Carlos Davis can do that. I think that he's a very good seventh-round pick. The only uh, thing I saw about him, and I don't want to keep on bringing it back to the combine. For the most part, I think the combine's a lot more worthless than the yes, tape is. As Orlando Brown, you should be banking the combine. No, yeah. It's like having a bad com- uh, combine when your tape is bad or when your tape is good, it means nothing. Having a really, really good combine when your tape is bad means just as nothing, right? Like yeah, you could that say like a good coaching. Crew guy remember that the Raiders picked him in like maybe the second round that safety who just had a like a ludicrous combine and he just amounted to nothing in the NFL because well it's because you don't play athlete in the NFL you play football so (laughs) you got to know what you're doing but with Carlos Davis he ran a 4840 so you know athlete didn't turn any of that athleticism into production and and uh I would say the level of competition in the NFL is better than it would be in the Big Ten. So, yeah, yeah, maybe he's a run stopper and maybe he – Developmental, like a defensive tackle. You know, he's probably going to be the guy that falls on Lamar and, like, tears Lamar's ACLs. (laughs) So, uh, let me knock on wood here. 
quick. He looked good a couple years ago at Nebraska. They got that defensive line hype partly because of him. I, I don't hate the player. Like, the Steelers' draft class doesn't excite me. I don't think that they're going to contribute right away, which is what they needed yeah. for their window. But then again, it's tough without a first-round pick to pick anyone who's going to contribute right away. If you, if you would have given me these picks, I think I could have come up with something that I like more, obviously, considering I'm picking it. Um, but I, I really think that a lot of people feel like they should have done better. Yeah, um, so um, Steelers front office, uh, Cole is willing to insert his application to be your new team. I am. I am um, and he will talk. tank your team into oblivion so the Browns win a Super Bowl. I will tank the team into oblivion. Um, and then once, once I have them fully tanked, they will fire me. And, and then you'll hew it. With John Dorsey. You'll, you'll, and they you'll will be, draft Justin Fields or someone else. You'll be a Hugh Jackson type player. You'll immediately I, sign with the Browns front office. <laughs> you know what you're here to do, Cole, don't you? You're here to bring this thing to the ground. You can do that on purpose or not. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Andrew Barry just like welcomes you with open arms, big old bear hugs. Like you finally did it. You broke the Steelers. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, they need to have a losing season. They need to. All right, let's get let's we uh, can't hold uh, off anymore. Let's get into the outlook for next year. Um, so and then we'll long term. Let me take a side swipe real quick. Um yep. John Harbaugh, better coach than Mike Tomlin. Come at me, Steelers. Uh so, Great Great so you wanna um you wanna rank these draft classes before we get in too much into outlook, just just yeah. for funsies. Yeah, I know it's it. too early to tell. So for me, uh, how yeah. we how are we ranking it? You wanna do um Impact players, number of impact players, the number, the impact on a team overall, like how much better it made your team, or just combination I think we should of both? do we should do two rankings: one for um, best players added, okay, and one for most impactful draft. Alrighty, like um, how much better did they get from it? So you uh, you want to start with your one to four? Don't don't explain it too much. We'll we'll okay. argue at the end. Yeah. yeah. So my my uh, best players added. Ravens are one. Um, I would say probably Eagles are two. Yeah. Browns are three. Steelers are four. My my ranking is the the same. Um, I'm biased, but I do think from an outsider's perspective, all of these draft pundits love the Ravens. So I'm not alone. Yeah. At least um, I they, think the they Browns more players too. They, and just, with they just added more players. The Browns and Bengals is really splitting hairs for me because I think the both draft classes are good. I don't want to make it sound like they're bad. Um, yeah. I just think the Bengals have to get a little bit better because they got more important players too. And I know that we we're having a separate ranking for that, but it does differentiate when the classes are roughly the same. Um, yeah. So I would say for me, Ravens, Bengals, Browns, Steelers, um, most important, then, most important mm-hmm. draft for me though is uh, probably Bengals, Browns, Ravens, Steelers. I I would agree with that, and there's a couple reasons. Bengals obviously franchise quarterback; they win that one by default. You know, yeah. I think that they just win the whole draft by default because they got Joe Burrow. They got that's, who they wanted, right? That's exactly that's it. You know, end of story. They also got a first round talent wide receiver. Um, who doesn't look as good to OSU fans as he actually is because of the uh, playoff game where he was slightly hobbled and going against the, what was it, third overall pick 
and Okuda. Um, they got, I think, linebackers three and four. They got a developmental edge proje- uh, project, I guess is really the, the word there instead of prospect. Um, and then I don't really care about sixth and seventh rounders. They're not really going to make that much of an impact. So I think most impactful there. And then Browns, I agree with you there. The fixing the O line is a big deal. Fixing yeah. the back end holes a big deal. Who cares about the rest? They need a linebacker. Maybe they'll get one there. Yeah, and when Raven, when you have the first overall yeah. pick, the Bengals have farther to go up than the Browns do. So that's the only real differentiator for me. Besides just Speaking the quarterback. Of which, the Ravens are about at a ceiling for what an NFL team can be in the regular season. Um, so I, it's kind of foolish to sit there and say, oh, my God, they're going to have such a huge impact. What are they going to do? Have Win no. 17 out of their next, like, 16 games next season? No, that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> they win you know? every game. Just turn off the season, cancel it, give us the trophy. Um, they win at halftime of every game. My That's issue, exactly that. No. My issue with the Ravens has been my issue with the Ravens since I became a fan. Skill position players still give me a little bit of a pause, but it's, I feel like it's the best it's ever been for us. So that, that gives me confidence. And our defense is starting to mold into a, a defense that I have gr- come to expect from the Ravens, like good at all three levels. Last year it was – Eh, at the front, pretty bad in the middle, and then really, really good at the back. Um, so with the draft class we have, maybe that'll help uh, make our secondary, that all-pro secondary, look better. Um, yeah. So the Browns, they fixed their issues, hypothetically. The Bengals can only get better after the year they had last year. Um, and then the Steelers, I don't know, just – I. I I wouldn't have thought they would have gotten wide receiver. I know it's um, best player available for pretty much everybody in the ASC North, but they really didn't need one. Um, they don't they don't have holes that round two plus rookies it was, it's the, can step into. It's the fourth so year it, in a row they drafted a second round wide receiver. Like how many do they need? Right? They had yeah. Juju. They had um, uh, Washington from uh, uh, or. or Oklahoma State. I know he didn't really pan out, but then they had Deontay Johnson last year and now Claypool this year. Like, how many wide receivers do you really need? They don't have any really minus people on that team that are starting. So what they need are for the average guys to go to elite guys, and you're not going to get that with picks that they had. And I still think that it was a good idea for them to get Minka, but we are not counting that for this purpose of this class. Um, Same way we wouldn't count OBJ going to the Browns last year. Or Marcus Peters or Calais. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because it just doesn't really work in that aspect. They're not rookies. So Uh, I think we did a good job ranking it, though. Yeah. They don't have the ability to impact the team, for one thing. And I don't really like the players that they added to cause the shakeup anyway. So, it's, no. you know, it's their fourth in a really good draft. You know, draft when, division. when you can say the three teams, the other three teams in your conference or your division had anywhere from a high B to an A draft yep. and you couldn't compete with that. It just, it makes your draft look worse by comparison. And then I'm always going to crap on the Steelers. It's just part of my nature at this point. (laughs) I get physically ill when I see a terrible towel. So just. Well, it's perfect. Yeah. I I feel like everyone, everyone will understand. Yeah. All right. Well, 
Now let's talk a little bit about what we think is going to play out this year in the AFC North. All right, so something to keep in mind is that there are seven playoff teams. Now there's an additional yep. wild card, one less bye. So with this, um, I think that they, the um, one of our three teams, uh, I'm not going to include the Bengals. It's too early to see what Burrow is actually going to be in the NFL, even though I feel pretty good about it. Um, I think one of our teams is going to be Maybe two of our teams are going to be wild cards. If I think um, we in the AFC, we have the best shot of a three-team playoff. Yeah, and we used to Which be like impressive. that um, from like 2008 era to um, the Ravens in 2012 winning the Super Bowl. There yeah. was just three AFC North teams pretty consistently. Um, but uh, I don't know. Uh, I can't differentiate really which one i have a i still feel like the ravens are the best team but you know i'm biased i think we'll probably win the north but i think that there's going to be good competition like if i'm looking at the schedule i think that the ravens will probably split with the browns and the steelers it's usually how it is yeah i mean it just it depends on who comes out with more attitude wanting to win between the browns and the ravens because I can see the the Browns being really upset about how things played out last time and want to really win one. But at the same time, I can also see the same thing from the Ravens. Well, uh, the, the Browns, although you can say we embarrassed you, um, the the last game of the season, or the last important game for the Browns season last year, because the they Bengals really needed to win. The at the end of the season, too. Yeah, but um, you guys embarrassed us week four. Uh, yeah. That was a gross game. And you can say, well, the Browns were uh, dominating the Ravens two quarters into that game, and then the Ravens took off. Well, it's when the Ravens have a bad game like that, they were having a bad game. They have the potential to wake up. So yep. I won't say it was so much the Browns as it was the Ravens playing really poorly. Just kind of sleepwalking through it. And I would say they played really poorly the week four game two, but – that's just because we couldn't stop the run, and that came back to bite us in the playoff game. But right. I, think, I think the Ravens have potential to feel really, really hungry because this whole offseason they heard, well, Lamar is hearing he can't win a playoff game. That's got to piss him off. Um, second of all, they were the best team in the NFL last year and did nothing with it. Yep. So if they're, I think hum- if they're, they're not still hungry, the best team in the NFL. Like it, they're the best team in the NFL. I think that there's – you could say the Chiefs – have a better upside than the Ravens do. And I think that might be fair. I just, Patrick Mahomes is just something really, really special. Not that Lamar isn't, but I mean, I think even a Ravens fan would say that they'd rather have Patrick Mahomes on their team. Uh, Passing the ball for sure. Yeah. And, but at the same time, Lamar's is also very special. He's got Russell Wilson like qualities in the sense that you don't need skill position players that like as badly with Lamar because these are not my words Ravens fans yeah I want skill positions players so badly because his ability to completely dominate a game plan gets them open in the same way that Russell's somehow magical ability to completely ignore the fact that his offensive line is non-existent my my Um, thing about Russell Wilson though is that he he screws around in the pocket running around like a madman for far too long he does uh, uh, Lamar kind of just goes uh, which I appreciate more 
they both look to throw when they scramble initially, but um, Lamar, when he needs to go, he goes faster than Russell Wilson does. Yeah, and my, my comparison isn't necessarily about them running. It's just they can completely mitigate the deficits in certain regards. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that they wouldn't be even better with elite players there, too. Yeah. Like it does allow you some extra roster flexibility there. I have um, a little bit of a of like a – yeah. bias against Russell Wilson because um, earlier on in the season uh, there was MVP discussion of whether or not mm-hmm. Russell should win mm-hmm. or Lamar should win they're like Lamar has more weapons I was like have you seen our team my wide receiver too is Willie freaking Sneed <laughs> <laughs> like you have DK Metcalf and Tyler Luckett coming to me crying about lack of weapons yeah be mad but um I see what you're saying uh Patrick Mahomes is – the Chiefs are almost entirely reliant on Patrick Mahomes. What they want with their defense is they have a pretty opportunistic defense. So when yeah. they get ahead, the defense can start attacking. Um, the Ravens have a team that wouldn't be very good without Lamar, but would at least be fine because they have a good run game, good run-blocking offensive line, and then a really good on-paper defense. Yeah, so I, I would agree with that. Veteran-laden defense, for while sure. I would, the Ravens are team one in the division. I think they're winning the division. They might have the best record in the AFC, depending on what the Chiefs do. Yeah. Uh, let's move that, on to who we think is second. I think the Browns have the biggest chance to knock us off. I, I just I don't have a lot of faith in Ben Roethlisberger to come back from an elbow – or was it an elbow injury? Yeah, it was, it was Tommy John surgery that he had, which is oh, scary when you look at his age. And, he, and he doesn't take care of himself well. Um, he, he, look, he doesn't look like a professional athlete. And every single time I see a professional athlete look like a blob you would think you would find on, like, a couch, um, yep. like, with a beer, beer hat on, like, screaming at the TV about football games. Uh, yep. Yeah, I, I just hate that because you're getting paid to take care of yourself, and he obviously doesn't. Um, and if, even if he starts taking care of himself now, it's, like, what, 16 years in the NFL of not doing that? <laughs> so – it's, really it's a lot hard. of wear and tear, man. Yeah. And I don't he, know. And he had injury issues before that, right? And he's only going to get more nicked up and not be able to bounce back from his injuries at a higher rate when he gets older. So maybe I'll, I'll have to put my foot in my mouth at the end of the season. But I just th- – there's too many question marks for the Steelers. I don't have the same thing with the Browns. The Browns really underachieved last year. I would say the Steelers overachieved. Um, I think both of those statements are fair, but think about how well the Steelers performed with that quality of quarterback play. If Ben can even get them to average quarterback play, they're going to be a force. I mean, that defense is really special, and I think we just didn't see it because of all of the stress that the offense put them in. I really like the Steelers' defense. The issue with the Steelers for me wasn't so much the quarterback play. It was that failure to basically establish the run. So when you have yeah, a, that's when you have a, a player problem. like Mason Rudolph, you're, he's not going to scare you when you're throwing the ball. But when you can't run, what, what what does the defense have to do? Right? They're like, I'll just wait for you to pass, and I'll pick you off. Like, yeah, but that's the thing, though. It's like they couldn't establish the run because a their running backs aren't great. Um, no. They're very one. They were extraordinarily one dimensional. The most one dimensional team in the NFL last year and their defense uh, their uh, wide receivers can't really separate juju isn't a number one wide receiver in my mind i think he's a very good number one or number he's two a great big slot that's what he is he's like jarvis you know what i mean but, 
unless Deontay Johnson and Jay Washington really develop into a good separating route running receiver. And I know Deontay Johnson's comp was Antonio Brown. So maybe um, they like that kid. I think, I think they like him a lot, but um, it, you I, I didn't like get a wide receiver that could separate with Chase Claypool. No, you got so, one of the tools to separate. Maybe they can develop into one that does. So that's and, the last thing you want is a, young quarterback who doesn't know how to read defenses with wide receivers that can't separate. It's like, what do you expect to happen? It's just and running throw. backs that don't scare anyone. Yeah. You, so if you run the ball on first and second down, you get no yards, you're behind the sticks, you have a third and long and you have to throw up like a hail Mary jump ball to wide receivers that aren't open. So their, their offense is screwed, man. It's bad. But if they just get average quarterback play, their defense can win them some games. They're one of those teams that I think is going to sneak into the playoffs. They're not going to compete with the Ravens for the crown. Don't, don't fool yourselves, Steelers fans. But they're, they're very capable of winning a playoff game. Just one game, that defense can make a couple game-changing plays. They win. That's it. You know, if Ben just keeps them middling, and I think he's more than capable of doing that, even despite this, you know, surgery. I, this, the Steelers are a scary team in the playoffs they would be a scary team in the playoffs. yeah they would be like a titans in the playoffs to me yes like, i wouldn't exactly want to face them scared. but i'm not scared of them in the regular season right um, yeah because you wouldn't be scared of the titans typically you nobody was scared of the titans going into the playoffs oh my uh, god i going into that playoff game we had we had uh, like local news guys in baltimore saying we'll see you next week for the afc championship game i was like before the game even started i was like we lost like yep there was so much overconfidence. I don't know if it translated into our locker room, but it was definitely in there. Maybe the Steelers can help bank off that. I'm, I doubt they really can compete with the upper echelon of the AFC. I'm not going to include the Ravens in that just because I'm uh, internally pessimistic. I just think that we're going to blow it somehow. But, uh, yeah, the Chiefs, the Chiefs can bully them if they wanted to. Uh, yeah, but at the same time, it just takes a couple of game-changing plays from that defense. Yeah, you on Sunday. I think the Steelers have the second best team in the division um, until we know what Baker really is. I don't think Baker's um, a 22 uh, interception quarterback a year. Um, I don't think he is either, but I don't know if he's as good as the rookie year showed. No, uh, I don't know. I think – What is it, four, four head coaches for him? I don't know. It's, you got, it is disastrous in terms of his developmental You chances. got Joe Flacco'd real bad. The Ravens um, only had one head coach, but we had a variety of head um, offensive coordinators, and you can really tell that Joe Flacco hit a plateau. Um, I think Baker definitely has a higher floor than most um, young quarterbacks. He's and got everything you want. You, know? uh, you, can, you can argue back and forth of those five quarterbacks drafted in the first round in 2018. Uh, he's easily number two for me, um, obviously behind Lamar. Yeah, uh, behind Lamar. But, but I don't know. He's got everything you want. He has As all the he's weapons. further away from the consistent offense he had at Oklahoma, he's gotten worse, unsurprisingly so. He's gotten some of the worst coaching I think he could ever have well, imagined. He went from having a really, really solid and good offensive scheme that would scheme receivers into open space. So he didn't have to make these ridiculous throws, right? Um, Because that's what Lincoln Riley likes to do. Uh, And he went into a scheme where with um, Freddie that basically was like, hey, all your strengths, nah, let's not do that. Um, 
he likes to throw out a play action. Let's not do that. Uh, offensive line, not important. Let's have whoever, Cam Robinson off left yeah. tackle. Uh, it was Greg, Greg Robinson. Greg but Robinson. Doesn't matter. Like, I'm scared because of coaching. We still don't know if we have the right guy. I think we do. I really like Stefanski. But at the same time, how much are they going to get to put into that offense before the season starts? Not much. How comfortable is he going to get? How much turnover can a quarterback take without being shot? You know, that's the question. Browns have more talent than the Steelers if you kind of average out both sides of the ball. Um, But I just – I think the Steelers are the better bet with Tomlin right now in this particular season with these circumstances. So I think Browns are three. Um, I really like the Bengals. Maybe they'll surprise us. Maybe Joe Burrow's still got magic. But I don't think we need to see – they were College. a really bad team last year. Yeah, they were really bad, but they still beat the Browns at the end. Yeah, but the Browns gave up. They weren't playing they for anything. They really, they really gave up. But so um, the Bengals probably need another year. Um, yeah, they're probably still going to be looking at the bottom, considering how good this division is. But they might, they might steal some games from division rivals. No, I think that they have a, a much better chance of winning against us than they did coming in before the draft um I, yeah the Bengals always play us tight too so burrow's gonna break baker's touchdown record i'm almost positive of it um it's it's gonna be hard to see because the Bengals had so many holes so if they hit on all seven of their draft picks i i feel like they're good but i don't know if they were like three or four players away from competing i don't i definitely I, don't think that not competing for the this division just upsetting. But I think that they could jump up to being almost an 8-18 eight eight team next year. I think they're going to be middle of the road. I mean, Joe, if Joe is what we think Joe is, he can break that record starting from, you know, game one with those wide receiver weapons, with an improved offensive line, with some consistency there in the offensive scheme. Um, I, I like it. They don't really have everything they need. They don't have the special players that are needed to be a playoff team in the NFL, maybe Joe is that guy. Maybe he's like Aaron Rodgers esque I don't, I, that's a lot to say about a rookie. So yeah. for now it's, he's, he, they're in fourth place until we know what Joe broke. With the, the differentiator might be, he's had the playbook, the Bengals playbook for months, just because the yeah. Bengals knew since they got the first round pick locked up that they were drafting uh, Joe Burrow. So yep. maybe he's a little ahead of the curve um, regarding traditional rookie quarterbacks but there's still a difference in speed and he won't have as much time in practice to see the difference yeah there there might be a high number of interceptions next year just because he thinks it's open when it's really not um yeah Peyton Manning had the same problem yeah so I, I, I like Joe Burrow a ton do not get me wrong on this but they need to stay on fourth until we know with how stacked this division is yeah so I next think year Next, Next year might be a mixed, mixed bag, just with every team. Just because it's so different. The preparation is so different than it's been. Yeah, It's it's like a lockout year in that regard, just because you don't know what's happening. You don't know what the players are doing. It's hard for head coaches to stay entirely on top of players, especially young players. Yeah. So Once you've yeah. never been in the league, how do you know how hard you need to work? You, know? you don't, right? You, you're. That's why – I, I like the idea of having high-profile um, college players, the Ohio States of the world, the Alabamas, the LSUs of the world, 
they are more prepared to work in an NFL environment than somebody from, I don't know, Appalachian State State or Charlotte. So we'll have to see. Uh, With that, Cole, I I think we're all good on the draft overview. um, Yeah, and then outlook for next year. Let's give some quick parting thoughts on what we see in the next five years. Five years? Yeah. Well, if we're talking about ranking what – do you think the division rankings are going to be in the next coming years? It's pretty yeah, easily. Not, not necessarily year five, but how the teams are going to shake out on average over the next five years. So with the way that the cap isn't expanding as high as I would have liked it to be, uh, Lamar is going to get need to get paid. So is Baker. So you yeah. have to keep that in mind. Um, I, I still think if Lamar progresses as a passer and continues his upward trend, the Ravens have a really good chance of staying either one or two for the next five years, be a division winner or a wild yeah. card team. Uh, I think the Browns, if they sort all their coaching issues out, their player development issues out, um, get a stable GM for once in their freaking life, uh, we might see them compete for uh, the division crown. Um, I feel better about the Bengals just because the clock the clock hasn't started um, on them as as early, right? They still have five full years of Burrow under a cheap contract. Yep. So I think it's pretty easily the Ravens at one, the Browns and Bengals. I it's a toss up of whether or not they're going to be. Uh, they could have the potential of being one, but they can also be last. I don't know. Um, yeah, you just don't know. The Steelers don't have a quarterback in the future. Do I think Ben Roethlisberger can play two years, even uh, let alone five? No. So um, I'll have to see how he looks coming off of injury. I don't feel so good about it. He's just a blob to me. Yeah. I mean, the way that I see it is there's a couple of different scenarios. The one that I think is most likely, um, and this this hurts me to say, uh, because it just goes against all of my natural Browns fan pessimism uh, but I really do think that the Browns have a good shot at taking the crown for the at least two or three years over the next you know coming five and especially towards the end because I think the Ravens are going to lose a lot of veteran presence uh, I don't they, I we're so old I, I'm if they keep drafting the way you guys did this year it's hard to keep them anything but one. But I, I don't think they're going to draft as well. I hope they don't draft as well. I don't um, know. Eric Acosta is a stud. He's a freak. Absolutely one of the best GMs in the league. So it's hard to say that they're going to really drop. But I think they're going to be two. If, um, I don't really care, though, considering how the Ravens were the one seed last year and that's how they looked in the playoffs. Like, if, yeah. if being a wild card team makes us more hungry for it, then I'm all for it. I don't really care as long as we make it in the playoffs. I, and it's never been easier considering they're 17th. I can't see a way that this division doesn't produce two playoff teams a year for the next five years. Like, I don't see a way that that's every single year of the next five, I will tell you this is going to produce two playoff contenders or two playoff teams. The only way that it it wouldn't is if there's a drastic increase in quality of teams in the other AFC divisions. Yeah. But I mean, that's, that's really dramatic to to try to predict that it is random at the end of the day, once you're five years down the road, but these teams are very good. They're very well set up for the future. Baker, Baker Lamar 
Burrow, great young quarterbacks. They're going to be fine. Um, Steelers have a really good defense. If they cut cut ties with Ben immediately, I think that's their best bet. It's not what they're doing. Obviously, I would have preferred them to tank this year, get assets. The issue and is, is go you, for one of those guys. You needed you need a quarterback, and you need a quarterback probably starting next year or the year after. Um, there might not be a college football season, so these these yeah. quarterbacks are never going to be more inexperienced. Like, That's true. You could say, well, Trevor Lawrence and Justin Justin Fields are next year. It's like, well, yes, that's true, but there's a solid solid to good chance that there won't be a season next year. So, do you trust a a 20 year old kid to practice the amount required to be a good call or NFL quarterback? I'm not sure. Considering they were recruits one and two, they were always heaped with praise. Like how how well. Do these guys know overcoming obstacles in adversity? That's the question, especially if they don't have a season. You know, they play two years. Well, in one case, only one year. And yeah. they did fantastic. But at the same time, you just you really don't know. Um, where's the Joe Burrows of the world going to be, you know, this next season if we don't have a season? Where are we, we going to have the surprise senior years? So that's, that's an interesting thing to bring up. Uh, yeah. So I guess it's a bad time to really tank because of the uncertainty. Uh, but I, I think the Steelers are probably looking at the bottom of the division, and that should excite them because it means they have a chance to get another Ben Roethlisberger and a chance to compete in the future. But yeah. they, they need to be bad. They need to be bad for a few seasons. Otherwise, they're never going to get back to the to the chip. You know, that's it. Yeah, that's what the Ravens had to struggle with because uh, the post-2012 era, we made the playoffs once. And uh, with that, we only had one losing season. It was 5-11. We had the six overall picks. So we had players like Joey Boza, Zeke, Jalen Ramsey drafted ahead of us. And yep. we took Ronnie Stanley, which isn't the most exciting player in the world, especially for a player uh, team you weren't sure of your quarterback. Um, so you would – it's bad for your head coach if you like your head coach to lose. So Mike Tomlin may not be able to survive the next coming years without a quarterback. Right. But it's, it's almost better to have that early shot you have the ability to dictate your draft class and let instead of letting it fall to you and cross your fingers the ravens got really fortunate in getting the last pick of the first round to be a stud quarterback yeah um, but you can't you cannot bank on that being well we'll just get our guy at 26 no, no. you can't do that like for the steelers it's not a reliable you're banking track. on four or five organizations um, or like if you're thinking about the average number of quarterbacks taken in the first round, it's like three or four, right? Mm-hmm. If you're going to have a 26 overall pick and you're expecting, I don't know, three teams ahead of you to make the wrong decision on a quarterback, that's a lot to ask. Cause it is, it's a big thing to ask. I just, it's not, you need to be at least kind of bad. You need to have a losing season. It's been a while for them. Just enough to get at least if you're not bad enough to have the, like a, two or three pick maybe to be able to trade up to get in that range and not actually wreck your entire draft class. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson went around 10, you know? So the Chiefs had to get up a lot to get to 10. So if it's, if you really want that like sure thing quarterback, because 
Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields aren't going to go 10. Right. But you can do it. Yeah. You know, you can, you can do it, but you need to have the capital to work with. So I, I hope the Steelers, for their own sake, keep that in mind. Um, maybe not as a Browns fan. I, I kind of hope that they just continue to try to win it all and then have it slowly crumble instead of the quick teardown. Well, both of us, a little background. We said it before, Ohio State fans. So Cole got it more than I, I got it. Well, I got it from all fronts, but we're in Ohio, Central Ohio, and having Steelers fans, they 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 don't live in Ohio. They're from like they're from Ohio, rooting for the Steelers. I guess they they saw the Browns and they saw the Bengals were like not good enough. Not, we need a winner. No way. So they're they're making fun of the Browns and Steelers on the or the Browns and the Bengals on Browns and Bengals home turf, or like a Steelers fan making fun of the Ravens in Ohio. I was like. You guys need to, you know, you need to get dropped down a peg. You need to experience <laughs> what it is to lose. Yeah, I it's it's interesting. This division is going to be a lot of fun. Um, I, I, I agree. We we've talked for a while now, uh, so we probably ought to wrap it up here. Nah, nah, uh, we'll talk forever. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm I'm excited. What do you want to talk about uh, in the uh, the next podcast? What should uh, our, uh, I guess we should just do work? some. Um, Hot takes on the other draft classes, maybe like uh, yeah. talk about Jordan Love, um, Jalen Hurts, yeah. that type of thing. Uh, Some hot takes around the NFL, just kind of different little tidbits that we hear. I think that's a good idea. So. Well, the training camp a long ways away, it looks like. So it's, yes. we're going to have to come up with things to fill time. I think. Yeah, do you see that um, Cowherd today ranked uh, where the different, like, big personality quarterback should end up playing like what cities fit them oh, like saying man. that Aaron Rodgers should go to LA uh, oh he's from California and, like Las Vegas and <laughs> Ooh, that's, that's, a, to Miami. that's a pretty bad compliment uh, honestly, for it was, Baker it was it was pretty fun um to listen to I I don't always love what he puts out there but this this was classic off season we don't know when the season's going to be type material so no I mean it's better than Skip and Shannon uh, just talking about LeBron and Jordan for 45,000 <laughs> time or the Cowboys yeah. and how good the Cowboys are going to be even though their right. team didn't really get much better and they went eight and eight last year so the Cowboys had a great draft not right. in the positions we'll, we'll, they left their – yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it later. We're, we'll we're going to have like a 45-year podcast at, at this point. So <laughs> thanks for watching. Hope to come back – or hope to see you next time.